Welcome to this special episode of Get a Sign. I want to take this opportunity as we approach the holidays to talk about a serious topic, suicide prevention. This time of year can be stressful in and of itself, but as we add in restrictions due to the COVID pandemic, individuals may feel a sense of isolation from family and loved ones. With this episode, I hope to provide all of you out there some tools and resources so that you may be better equipped to identify and help those that may be struggling. Today, I'm joined on the phone by Vicki Farnsworth. She's our Oregon Army National Guard Suicide Prevention Coordinator. Welcome, Vicki, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Vicki, as you know, the Guard is bracing itself for a possible uptick in suicides this year. 2020 has been filled with some of the most socially stressful times in our history. The COVID-19 pandemic is, without a doubt, an incredible challenge. Uh, Our members have supported local efforts, which have included things like PPE distribution and warehousing, and they're currently assisting with unemployment claims uh, that they're processing due to job losses caused by COVID restrictions. Uh, Not only that, but they're enduring these restrictions of the pandemic and what it has created on themselves, their families, and their own livelihoods. Our Oregon National Guardsmen are participating, are They participated in the state's second largest mobilization since World War II. And if that's not enough, we mobilized more guardsmen than any other time in our history for domestic operations right here in Oregon. Uh, We supported wildland fire containment efforts, traffic control points, field mortuaries, and civil unrest. Uh, now, Now we enter the holiday season. And in this new COVID environment, we're restricted from our normal and traditional family gatherings. Vicki, as you know, last month, you and I had a conversation about tools and resources that you hope supervisors and leaders could utilize to better equip them in recognizing when service members may be in need or at risk. Can you share with us some of the training that's available? Absolutely. One of the main ones is called Living Work Start. It was created and designed by the same people who have the Applied Suicide Intervention Skills Training, the one known as ASSIST. Um, I think we'll be talking about that later. So it's a virtual education platform. Uh, The Oregon Army National Guard, through service member and family support where my office is, has purchased 300 licenses to issue to service members or their families. NGB even offered us additional licenses for free because they saw the need and they had some extra funding. So (laughs) they purchased a a number more and then asked each state how many do you want? So we requested an additional 500. So to, altogether, we have about 800 licenses to issue to service members, their families, and even their children above the age of 15. So we're, we were and are able to issue those licenses out through direct contact with me. And the training takes the user through simulations on how to address when someone is displaying thoughts of suicide. Uh, how long does the training typically take? It took me about an hour to complete the three simulations that are required. So I know that you have a real passion for this training. Uh, Give us some detail of the contents within the training. All right. Well, the simulation provides a perspective into the everyday lives of individuals who may be struggling. Um, They range in different ages, genders, and situations, of course. One simulation in particular resonated with me. It showed a woman who was extremely depressed and hopeless. 
She was just struggling with everyday tasks. Throughout the years of working and volunteering within the military, um, in various avenues from active duty side now to the guard, I have seen those in our community struggle with deployments, loss, sadness, and, you know, those everyday tasks that this woman was facing. They just feel helpless and hopeless, and that's not where we want anyone to be. So I've seen the woman in the simulation in the faces of others throughout the last 21 years of being military connected. Mickey, you said that there are three simulations. Are there options to choose from within this training opportunity? Yes, in fact, there are. Um, Three of them are required and show you the basics of just how to identify when someone may be having thoughts of suicide. Then there are options of an additional, I believe, 12 that you get to choose three from. And they range from service members, co-workers within, you know, your military or civilian community, and even teen scenarios. I chose one that was teen. And actually, the scenario had me doing a text conversation back and forth, which is pretty common for, I think, our teen age ranges or our younger service members. So each one offers ways and means to address someone who may be having thoughts of suicide in unique ways. So living work starts. It sounds like something uh, all of our leaders should experience or members of every grade should experience. I absolutely agree. I think they should. Uh, The system provides a certificate at the end. So there is, you know, a takeaway. (laughs) And once the license is issued by me to a service member or family member, I can also ensure that the certificate or the training is completed if leaders needed to make sure things were completed or tracked. Yeah. So uh, you and I've talked, um, quite a bit, and I know that there's more. What other training avail- is available? What other programs are available? Wonderful. Yes. Um, while this one's not tracked in a system and does not require a license to be issued, it is completely free and user-friendly. It's all online. It's joined together strong. It's another virtual simulation training with avatars in those real-life situations. So you play a cartoon service member helping cartoon service members. However, the situations that they're facing are very much everyday life for those wearing uniforms. So there again, we have three simulations to complete the training, and it is found online at jointogetherstrong.com. The user plays a service member helping struggling service members. One of the simulations even portrays the struggles of a deployment with a member of the Guard. I, along with a few of my colleagues in other states, found this one highly useful for our service members because there are scenarios faced in everyday life. The Suicide Prevention Coordinator in Washington and I came up with a short quiz in the event we could credit service members with this training. That sounds great and incredibly interesting. Um, This may be something we should discuss for the future. That sounds great. Vicki, can you share some of the official training opportunities that are on the horizon? 
Yes. Within the next couple of weeks, uh, Frago will be disseminated regarding applied suicide intervention skills training known as ASSIST. We'll have four scheduled for fiscal year 21 with the option of adding additional dates and locations, provided we have enough interest, of course. Currently, the four we have scheduled are going to be in Roseburg, Bend, Salem, and Pendleton. This is a two-day training that will dive into how to address someone who may be having thoughts of suicide and how to safely intervene. Depending on what's going to happen with COVID restrictions, of course, our first will be in Roseburg on January 7th and 8th. We'll have limited availability as we have to have a minimum of six, but a max of 18. Yeah, sounds busy. And uh, that course that you speak of, the ACIST, is the course that produces the suicide intervention officers within the units. Is that correct? Yes. So successful completion of ASSIST, ASSI, which is not available in our state yet because I have yet to be trained in it. (laughs) Um, I started with the Oregon Army National Guard Suicide Prevention Office back in March, just as COVID started. So um, I have yet to be able to get to that training. And then we also have the Master Resiliency Training, MRT which allows unit leadership to designate an E6 or above to be that suicide intervention officer in their units. A commander chooses a person to be the SIO based on their opinion of the person, based on their experiences. So if they've witnessed an individual who has great rapport within their unit, is a friend and ear to everyone, that may likely be the best person to be their suicide intervention officer. It has to be someone who really wants to be there for their their fellow service members, and they want to make a difference. Truly uh, an incredibly important position, a valuable position, one that um, I hope all our units are filling, because uh, I don't know that there's one that might, right now, that might be one of the more important positions that we fill for sure. Vicki, um, yeah, you've shared a ton of information with us. Um, and some training that's coming up and some training that's available. How can someone get more information regarding access to the training opportunities that you've shared? Well, they can contact me directly, especially on the Army side. Um, <laughs> so my email address is vicki, V-I-C-K-I, dot R, dot Farnsworth, dot C-T-R, at mail, dot mil. Or you can call my cell phone. Um, I'm currently teleworking due to covid And that is 931-933-3186. Or for our airmen, contact your airmen and family readiness center. Renee Galladay and Cecily Godinsky are fabulous, and they will communicate with me. We'll get licenses issued. We will schedule trainings. We'll do whatever we can to ensure our airmen and soldiers are all served. That is fantastic. Thank you so much. And thank you for being here today and sharing a few of the training opportunities that are available to us. Thank you very much. Yeah, of course. I want to remind everyone that these tools are truly intended to make us better aware. Uh, I encourage all of you to reach out, get access, get educated. It's really expected. Our team depends on each of us to be the best equipped uh, and, and best equipped to recognize service members in need or at risk. Uh, As you all know, this COVID environment has made it a challenge to remain connected with our soldiers and airmen, but it's our responsibility to find innovative ways to connect and appropriately socialize with members of your team. With that, thank you again, Vicki, and I'll close the book on this episode. In closing, 
I'd like to thank the Oregon National Guard Public Affairs Office and Sergeant First Class Holden for producing this special edition podcast. Stay tuned for part two of this special edition coming out in early 2021. Never forget, every soldier, every airman, a leader. This is Chief Connor signing off.